Guesty, founded 2013, now today over 200 people between their Tel Aviv and other remote locations, opening up additional locations aggressively. They're helping over a thousand, many thousand property managers manage between 50 and 100,000 total properties. Uh, the way they make money is they charge those property managers anywhere between two, call it three or four percent, depending on how many kind of Guesty products they onboard uh, of whatever uh, kind of short-term rents they're bringing in. Again, that's the value Guesty brings. They've raised about 23 million bucks to do this. Uh, economics, pretty sticky. So one to 2% revenue churn per month, but net revenue retention well north of 100% because of really great aggressive kind of expansion opportunities that they drive from year one to year two, where they're typically 5xing the number of properties a property manager is serving because of the time they save. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Amiad Soto. He's the co-founder and CEO of a company called Guesty, a cloud-based SaaS platform established in 2013 designed to simplify the short-term property management process. With Guesty's all-in-one solution, property managers can operate listings across multiple accounts, including Airbnb, Booking.com, and others from one centralized dashboard. Amiad, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah. All Thank right. you for having me. You bet. Thanks for coming on. So are you kind of, uh, you know, used to be a real estate investor and then you said, I want to do software now and that's how it happened? Or tell us tell us when you launched Guesty and how you got there. No, not at all. So uh, the story was uh, I was a tel- uh, student, uh, university student with my, uh, my brother, uh, my identical twin brother. And both of us, you know, were living in Tel Aviv uh, where rent is quite expensive. And, you know, uh, our experience was that we were traveling quite a lot and we didn't want to lose the rent uh, you know, while we were traveling, being the poor students that we were. So we decided to open, you know, to try to uh, rent on Airbnb. And since our experience was too cumbersome, we said, like, there should be uh, a tool that does this for you, making it super simple. And that's why we created the company. And so how is, so how is Guesty different than Airbnb? Yeah, so Guesty is the platform where you put all your properties on. Uh, it's designed for property managers that are on Airbnb, booking come. Uh, and their own websites or home away and all the rest. And basically, we are connected to all these channels uh, like Airbnb, and we provide them with the inventory, and they provide with the, the guests and reservations. They market those properties. And we provide the tools necessary to manage the business, the, the, te- the, me- the cleaning, the owner relationships, uh, the accounting, the reporting, everything, uh, the automation. And, and so is this a SaaS platform, or is this more like kind of consulting professional service no, revenue? It's a software platform. We do have dedicated account managers that provide some consulting services for these accounts, but we do. Uh, our major product is obviously just the software platform. It's a, it's con- it's including like more than twenty different tools uh, in this platform that helps them with their daily day uh, operations. And, and what would a property manager pay on it? I'm sure you have a bunch of different variables, but on average, what's a property manager pay you per month for this? Yeah. So. Um, each property manager has different needs uh, and use different amount of products and to different extent. And also they have different number of properties. So the pricing is percentage based and it depends on how many pr- products they use and how big is their company. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so Give me, g- describe the average customer you have one property manager, five, five properties that yeah, give me a, the uh, perfect. It goes, the average will be 50 properties, property manager. Uh, we have as low as five, and we have as big as two thousand, right? So it's we have multiple types of uh, different property managers, uh, but that is in the fifty to one hundred. Yeah. Okay, so let let's just I want to really understand that your customer, right? So let's say a customer, a property manager with fifty properties. Uh, what would you charge me to manage my fifty properties? Well, again, I cannot quote you on anything because each quote is 
dependent on the business. Um, I mean, and you cut it's out. Really it's dependent, dependent on, on you doing a demo. On you doing a demo with one of our account executives and choosing your your own products that you want to use. And it's really dependent. As we have a scaling figure as as you grow, it's becoming cheaper per property. I, yeah, but I'm asking. I mean, what I'm trying to understand here, I, I we, we're eliminating these variables so we can get to an average. So there's 50 properties. So that's not going to be more. It's not going to be less. It's it, Nathan, if, if the point is to get me to quote a price, I would not do it. It's not a it's not a price, but I have no doubt. I have no idea if it's a dollar property or ten thousand per property. You, you, I have I have zero idea. So my audience is going to be completely lost. So either help us out or we'll move on. Okay, so it's it's percentage based, as I mentioned. It percentage of, of what of rent or of the of the reservation. So each each reservation can be a thousand dollars, and then you'll pay us somewhere between two and five percent. Um, I mean, so just to be clear, just so I understand this before I move on to more of your story. So, you know, typical, I think my audience really clearly understands if they own a piece of rental property, they might hire a property manager and pay that property manager five to 10% to do things like renew leases, make sure the toilets are fixed, things like that. You're essentially doing that at scale. So, um, our customers are property management companies who do short-term rentals and the, the average, uh, Payout for property management companies is about 20%. There are some companies who go as much as 35 or even more. And these property management companies would use our software and they would pay somewhere along the lines of 2 to 5%, depends on how many products they use and how big their company is. Yeah. Again, what I'm what I'm breaking, I want to go back to the owner of the property and then understand property manager and then understand where you fit in. So going back to the property owner, the property owner, I own real estate. I know what I pay. I pay my property manager 10%, right? Of of a thousand bucks. It's a long, it's long term. Yeah, on short term, it's twenty percent. So you would pay your property manager twenty percent, and then the property manager will pay us two and a half percent, for example, three percent or four percent, depends on their size and the products they use. Okay, so let me walk through an example. I own a property. I make they're going to make me a thousand dollars this weekend. I'm going to pay the property manager two hundred bucks for that twenty percent based off your data, your numbers. Uh, of that two hundred, they're going to pay you two point five percent. No, so that will be out of the thousand. So they will pay us like twenty five dollars, for example, out of the two hundred that they made. I see. I see. Okay. And then for you, in terms of in terms of growing the business, I want to kind of put this on a timeline to understand history here. So when did you launch the company? What year? December twenty thirteen. Just okay. So it's been a while. Have you guys decided to bootstrap or have you raised capital? So we raised capital twenty five million to date. Gosh, uh, 20- I, mean, I liked you. I liked you so much, and now you tell me you've gone to the dark side and you've raised. I don't like you as much anymore. Apologize. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, Why did you decide we to were, raise? So we were Y Combinator backed uh, back in Winter 14 class, and right afterwards we raised 1.6 million as our seed. Then we raised 3 million as our A, and and only now we raised 20 million in in April uh, in Series B. April this year. Yeah. And and where's why why make that 20 million dollar raise? Why take that dilution? Where, where how's it going to drive growth? Um, so for us, we already had product market fit. We were growing pretty rapidly. And for us, it was just how we can push the gas pedal for scale, both in product wise and, and, you know, make our product a lot more, uh, scalable and a lot more sustainable and also, uh, produce new functionality. And the second part of it was, uh, how can we scale our sales team distribution and get more customers? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to understand more about how you're signing up new property managers right now. Before I do that, though, paint more of the picture here. So a team size today is how many people? Almost 200. 200 folks. And based in uh, in Israel or San Fran or where's everyone based? So our headquarters is Tel Aviv, Israel. 
Okay. And uh, that's your only only location, or are you guys spread out? No, we already we already have uh, three more locations, and we're opening six more uh, starting next year. So we're gonna be at uh, Atlanta, LA. We already have LA. We just opened LA. Uh, we're gonna open in Barcelona, Paris, uh, Rome, Berlin. And, and why yeah. is it why is it necessary for you to take on all this additional kind of office rent, opening up new locations? Do you have to have feet on the ground to sign up new property managers? It depends on what size, right? So for us, there's a lot of property managers who, who aren't super tech savvy and aren't going online to find their new software provider. And and if they're big enough, it makes a lot more sense to also meet with them in person. And if, if they're small and getting started, they would prefer to meet with someone in person to do a demo and getting, you know, things uh, like that kicks, uh, kicked out. And obviously, until now, we were only inside sales. So we have managed to grow quite tremendously with having only our sales team here. However... Uh, over time, we do believe that they will play out pretty well with our on-site locations. And, and why did the inside sales playbook work for you? If your salespeople are, are connecting with me and I'm a property manager with 50 properties, um, what does the pitch sound like? Is it that you're going to help me make more per property? So paying you 2 to 5% is actually well worth it? Yeah, for sure. So we not only will help you make more per property, will also help you scale dramatically. So almost all of our customers, the average they grow in one year is more than 5x. So we will take you on with 15 properties and within a year you'll be at 70. Or we'll take you on with 30 properties and a year later we'll look at you and you're 120 or something like that. So we help a lot of these companies scale dramatically uh, and you know free, free a lot of their time to focus on growing their business and improving their scalability. And just to be clear, those are that's from year one to year two, or that continues year two to year three. You keep five xing. It it continues to grow, obviously, as as the the rules of big numbers that's as you I grow, ask. Uh, the numbers uh, get smaller. But we definitely help a lot of companies grow to the three hundred ish size, and then they slow down a bit because um, they need to start spreading into different cities, and that's a different operation skill that they need to develop. The software is already built for that, and we have many customers who are in multi-city. Uh, I just want to name a bunch of functions of property managers and understand if you help with it. Uh, toilet fixes. So the toilet fix is a maintenance task, and we help with uh, creating the tasks either automatically or manually, and then assigning it to a person of your team to, to go do it. So we don't do toilet fixes. We will create the, the operational software for you to run your maintenance team. So it's task management software. One that of component. one of the products, yeah, that component is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, mowing the lawn. It's another task. It's it's all these operational things or tasks that you can either assign manually by a trigger, like once a month, or by a specific event that happened. The renter leaves damage, and the property manager needs to bill them for a refund, like for damages. Yeah. Yeah. So claims, um, either by insurance claims or by. Your own uh, security deposit are also a feature that's possible. We, since we also do the payment processing for the reservations themselves. Uh, great. Um, talk to me about where you're finding the these and how many property managers are you working with today? By the way, over a thousand. Okay, like and, a couple. Thousand. And how are you? So walk us through kind of the, a bit of the playbook here. How are you finding these folks? Yeah. So we get almost fifty percent of our traffic through organic. Uh, you know, we have tremendously good SEO scores. So if you look for property management software for short-term rentals, Airbnb management software, all these terms, you'll find us among the top three results, most likely. Um, uh, we also get a lot of our traffic from, you know, 
uh, paid campaigns that we run or from outbound reach that we do. So we, we have pretty much nailed our traffic to all these three different funnels. All right, a lot of you guys are like me and we're always looking for new tools, especially software tools to use in our business to drive growth, any kind of growth. And you always wonder, well, is this tool something I can trust? And that's where online reviews come in. This is where I use Captera.com. And the reason that I use Captera is it's really the leading free online resource to help you find the best software solutions for my business. You know, we're now using Monday.com. We're using Asana for some stuff. We're using Hotjar. And with over 850,000 reviews of products from real software users, you know, Captera helps you discover everything you need to make an informed decision. So they have over 700 specific categories of software ranging from project management to email marketing, etc. No matter what kind of software you guys need, what I need, Captera makes it easy for you to discover the right solution fast. In order to get started, visit captera.com slash top for free today to find the tools that make an informed decision for your business. That's captera.com slash top. Top. Captera, that's C A P T E R R A dot com slash top. Captera, software selection simplified. I imagine, obviously, one of the reasons you would be okay taking dilution on a $20 million raise is because you know these numbers and you know what 20 million could do for the business. So ignoring, ignoring the channels that are cheapest for you, which I imagine is kind of the organic inbound and SEO where you've identified that you can spend a dollar to make whatever a dollar 20. Um, I'm curious if you look at it on a per property manager basis, how aggressive are you being a CEO to acquire one of those new property managers in terms of paid direct paid spend? Yeah, so you know, for us, it's it's a lifetime value versus cost of acquisition uh, calculation, and we found out that uh, we make more than six to sometimes even as much as thirty x on our uh, on our uh, type of customers depends on their size, and we therefore are enabling ourselves to spend that much on uh, PPC and outbound reach. But a lot of the a lot of the money goes back to technology. So we believe that if we will be the best of of kind. You know, uh, then we'll win a lot more customers and we will retain them longer, too. So it's not just about uh, having the best sales team, but also having the best product. I mean, I've had a lot of CEOs on that are in the kind of 60 to 80 million dollar ARR range. And they tell me early on when they were when they were measuring CAC and build confidence in their CAC based off a LTV to CAC ratio, they got in troubles because of payback periods. So they had really healthy churn numbers, which means LTVs were through the roof. But if you just take a multiple and it still takes you two years to make back that money, you can get a huge cash gap. So help me, you know, 6X is great, but it doesn't mean a ton, right? I mean, how are you willing to spend like first year kind of contract value on getting a customer? Or So for us, it depends on the size of customers, but the, the medium and large ones pay back within a month to three months okay. at the late. So we, we don't need uh, too long to get back our, our, you know, invested fee. Okay, that's great. And if you, and that was kind of direct paid spend. If you take that from a fully weighted approach, so include salaries of these people. Fully, fully weighted. Okay, so that includes the content writers, the inside sales teams, any customer success reps, any on the ground people. Including the events that I'm doing too. So all Oh yeah, I mean, that's marketing. So, no, it's actually, if you look at uh, CAC calculations, sometimes branding events, and participating in trade shows do not are not part of it, especially since they're not direct lead generators. But we do include them in our call calculations. When I talk about fully weighted CAC, I've never seen anyone not include sponsoring a conference. 
So EY and many of the big ones uh, definitely prove that. So I'm just telling you that we do take what, it into prove account. What? Approve of uh, different you know, methods of calculating CAC. Well, of course, but what I'm telling you is I've never heard a CEO, when I say what's fully weighted CAC, not include event spend. Yeah, and neither, neither are we. I'm just saying that a lot of companies take that into a separate branding bucket that is not directed connection to CAC. I see, I see. Okay, well, by the way, health, really healthy payback period. So uh, with the additional money or as you look for additional growth, are you generally pushing that up? Are you comfortable going up to six, 12 months or are you trying to just keep it right at three? A, a good question. I haven't had the, you know, the, the time to think about it, actually. I'm 100% comfortable with expanding my sales team uh, through these offices that I mentioned. Uh, and will def- definitely have some effect towards our, you know, LTV to CAC ratio. But I feel like it won't get to 12 months anytime soon. Yep. Uh, okay, great. And then it, you mentioned many thousands of property managers. Uh, when you guys look and you kind of talk internally and you kind of toast each other when you hit metrics, is do you really care most about number of property managers or number of properties or kind of gross transaction volume coming through? What's kind of the key metric for you? So there is a strong correlation between number of properties and revenue. Therefore, if we can, we can do any one of them, it doesn't really matter. If, if we bring in on board a property manager and they have a hundred properties, we know to predict how much revenue they'll make pretty, pretty accurately. Um, so for us, we can either measure the number of properties on our system or the number of, of property managers or the revenue. It's all the same. Okay. And, and how many properties are you man- are on your system today? Tens of thousands of properties, north of 50,000, closer to the hundred ish. Okay. Okay, that's great. And across, again, 1,000 to 5,000 property managers. That's great. That's great. Very good. Um, who are you competing with? Who, who do you come up against in some of your sales calls? Well, you know, this industry is still super fragmented. There are more than 600 different software tools, uh, but all of them are focused on niche-specific uh, solutions. Like, I'll give you just a channel manager. I'll give you a property management software. I'll give you a CRM. I'll give you and in communication tool or all that, um, we took the approach of building an end-to-end platform and we are pretty unique in that uh, spectrum. So whenever we get uh, competition objections, we know how to handle that. We just show them the product and people are sold on it very, very quickly. Okay, it makes good sense. If somebody lists a property or property manager uh, lists a a property with your group of 50 properties, um, should they be, I mean, it's obviously different based off location, but generally what kind of lift do you sell them on over what their old method is? Yeah, so for us, you know, we cannot guarantee lift or anything like that. It really depends on their industry as well and their geographical location. Um, There's also seasonality aspects of this business. It senses hospitality industry. Uh, what we do guarantee for them is the time saved. So we focus on helping them focus on the things that matter more to their business rather than doing this on, uh, on the ground repetitive uh, tasks all the time. Like, for example, replying to guest communications. If you booked an Airbnb in the past, you would know it's, it's a lot of back and forth communications. And we can save tons of time for them, either using our guest communication service or by automating much of it through uh, proactive messages that go out by triggers and things like that. So there's a lot of automation that saves them tons of time, enabling them to focus on what's matter. Last, uh, we're out of time here. Last economics question before we wrap up. Uh, Churn's critical in this kind of business, obviously. What's your churn today? Yeah, so we actually have experienced very, very low churn. And the reason I to use these products 
um, you cannot really go back. Whenever you give your homeowner a tool that they can see their reservations, they can see how much money they're making, they can log in to change their occupancy or availability of their property, you you cannot take that away from them. And so there is a lot of sticking points throughout this process, uh, throughout all of the 20 products that we give our customers. And therefore, we have experienced very low churn. Uh, and we we're pretty lucky at that. I mean, I'd, what it, are you talking low churn? You're talking one percent a month logo basis or per, per per annum? What do you what do you mean low? So we we focus on the revenue churn and not logo churn. Whenever we count logo churn, it's also taking into account you know customers that shouldn't be sold because of the wrong fit or things like that to the product. Um, so we focus on customers that have paid something and are a good fit to the product, and therefore we can see the revenue much more clearly estimates of the churns we're talking about and looking our investors have been investors in many many SaaS companies and especially in the hospitality industry and we we all get told that our uh, churn numbers are drastically below industry standards yeah the purpose of the podcast is educate my audience on key things like this what like what is low churn so i can tell you they're all thinking right now what does he mean low churn and how do we compare so like less than one percent or so that will actually make sense uh, if you're talking about enterprise sales, then you, you, you talk about 2 or 3%. If you talk about SMBs, you're talking 10 to 50, uh, 10 to 20%. It, it really depends. So you, you need to focus, even if your audience uh, care about specific metrics, they need to uh, you know, make sure that they fit their industry and their size of customer. So, yeah, I mean, they'll they'll understand that again. The purpose of the show is I have thousands of SaaS CEOs on to get all the varying kind of viewpoints. What I'm trying to understand is where you position. Are you saying you're enterprise and you're two to three percent revenue churn per year or per month? So actually for SMBs, it's two to three per month and not per year. We are, we are in between the, the SMBs and the enterprise, and therefore we're experiencing somewhere in between of what you said. Okay, got it. So, so it's fair. I'll put a big range on this to keep it vague, but it's fair to say you're doing somewhere between kind of three and five percent revenue churn per month. Something like that. All right, let's wrap up. More than that, sorry. I thought, so 3%, uh, you said per year is enterprise and per month is, is SMBs. We're in the middle of that. Sorry, you're making this very confusing. Can you just be direct? So you're between 3 and 7% revenue churn per month or per year? So we are between 1% and 2% a month. Okay. Okay. That's helpful. Good. So one to 2% revenue churn uh, per month. That's great. And, and I, it sounds like based off five xing the number of properties folks are with you, you're driving significant expansion. So net revenue retention, I imagine is over hundred percent. Is that accurate? Yeah. Okay. Very good. All right. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? So for me, the fa- my favorite book was the hard thing about hard things. Um, can you hear me? Sorry. Yeah, that's great. No, that's good. Yeah, Ben Horowitz, number uh, number two. What is your uh, who's your favorite uh, CEO right now to follow or study? Uh, Jeff Bezos. Number. Th- I really. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> number three. Well, just because we're out of time. Number three. What's your favorite online tool for building a business? Online tool for building a business. Your business. Uh, so I guess that people should start uh, using a CRM as quickly as possible. It helps with standardizing data much earlier in the process. And I definitely recommend to start using a CRM as soon as possible. Yeah, mate, so th- again, what do you use? So we, we, we've changed four CRMs throughout the life of the company. Uh, we started with Streak, then went to Pipedrive, and then went to uh, Close, and then went to uh, Salesforce like everyone else at our size. Number, uh, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Trying to get eight. Sometimes I only get six. Yeah, fair but, enough. Uh, I aim for that. Uh, range and what's your uh what's your situation married single kiddos 
Married, no kids yet. Okay, married, no kids. And then how old are you? 31. 31. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? So I would definitely, um, you know, give advice to my 20-year-old self to join startups company as early as possible. You would be surprised the amount of things you can learn just by watching other startups go through the process. Uh, I'm a, I'm a first-time founder. I never worked at startups before. I guess I made tons more mistakes than I could have if I joined other startups throughout the process. Guys, join a startup faster. Guesty founded 2013. Now today, over 200 people between their Tel Aviv and other remote locations opening up additional locations aggressively. They're helping over a thousand, many thousand property managers manage between 50 and 100,000 total properties. Uh, the way they make money is they charge those property managers anywhere between two, call it three or 4%, depending on how many kind of Guesty products they onboard uh, of whatever uh, kind of short-term rents they're bringing in. Again, that's the value Guesty brings. They've raised about 23 million bucks to do this. Uh, economics, pretty sticky. So one to 2% revenue churn per month, but net revenue retention well north of 100% because of really great aggressive kind of expansion opportunities that they drive from year one to year two, where they're typically 5xing the number of properties a property manager is serving because of the time they save. All right, Amiad, thank you so much for taking us to the top. Thank you. Thank you for having me.